Ruralite the podcast is a production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Along the banks of the Clearwater River in Idaho, a large mound stands out from the surrounding geography. To the Namipu people, this is sacred ground. It plays a central role in the creation story of this Native American nation, and it's also at the center of efforts to keep their ancient language alive. The mound is known as Heart of the Monster. Timnapa, Heart of the Monster, is an ancient story of the Nimipu, the Nespers people of the Columbia Plateau. This story takes place a long time ago, before Natitalit, the human beings, arrived. Wakipa, a long time ago, when only the animal people lived on the land. Wakipa, when the animal people could talk to each other. Wakipa, when Itziaya Coyote had special powers and often was the hero. Wakipa. This creation story begins with Coyote, hundreds of miles away from his homeland, building a fish ladder for the salmon to swim upstream to provide food for his people. Fox comes to tell Coyote that all the animals have been swallowed whole by a monster. In this ancient tale, Coyote journeys home to save those trapped inside. After being swallowed himself, Coyote leads the other animals in a battle inside the monster. They defeat him, and his parts are used to create the Native American tribes of the West. Coyote then sprinkles blood from the monster onto the land, and from that blood, the Nimipu were born. Angel Sabata brings this story to life as a way to preserve the culture and language of her Nimipu, or Nez Perce, people. She is the coordinator for the Nez Perce Language Program for the Lapway School District in Lapway, Idaho. Sabata's interest in the language of her ancestors began at a young age when community leaders were visiting her school to teach it to students. So it was third grade, and I know that some of the students older than me were getting it in high school by the same teacher. And then after I got up to middle school, high school, it wasn't offered anymore. And so, uh, but I always had that, you know, connection, that desire to learn and so the third grade really started it for me. And before that, you know, it was just a little bit of words here and there that we we kind of all grew up knowing and we and it was we felt it was kind of cool because it was like our code talking to each other. <laughs> so yeah, the third grade was just really pivotal um, for me. And so it just brings back excite or brings excitement to know that wow, that really affected me major impact as a third grader. Learning words and phrases from her ancestral language not only connected Sabata with her heritage, but it also gave her a sense of accomplishment. I was good at it, and it made me feel smart. And so when, which for a Nimipu, you know, a person to be good at their own language, you know, or be good at something that other people aren't, I guess, showing the most smarts in was also significant too, because I was something that I excelled in and I was good at, good at. And so it built my self-esteem to know that I was excelling in my own language. And so I felt smart where other times 
other things I would be, you know, learning or whatever. I didn't feel as, as smart. Goes to show that it's, you know, my indigenous innate type of knowledge, you know, that is, is meaningful. Once you put meaning behind something you're learning, you, you grasp onto it so much more. And so some of the other subjects, which, you know, maybe I'm not grasping onto to it as much because it's, it's not my way of knowing. And so I had, have this heart, you know, relationship with my language, whereas the other subjects are kind of foreign to me. After graduating high school, Sabata attended Washington State University in Pullman and the University of Washington in Seattle. After college, she worked in the city at the Indian Heritage High School, teaching a culture class. She created her own Nimipu club while living in Seattle to learn and share the language and culture. Yet for her to truly revive her language, Sabata needed to return to the place where her culture was alive all around her including the traditions and the landmarks that shaped her ancestors for centuries. Sabata returned in 1997 and began her journey of learning and teaching the Nimipu language. She took a part-time position with the Nimipu Tribe Cultural Resource Program to create a language curriculum while taking Nimipu language classes at Lewis Clark State College. Through the help of tribal elders, Sabata and her co-workers created the Nespers Language Program for the Lapway schools. Today, the program consists of six teachers, five in Lapway and one in Kamii. All have received training from the Lewis Clark State College Nimipu language classes. Students in Lapway start learning Nimipu words in preschool. Teachers spend time with students throughout their education there, and the language classes become part of the weekly curriculum from grades 6 through 12. The program includes a website where students and the public in general can learn to speak the Namipu language through numerous lessons and modules. Good morning. Tots, may we. Tots, may we. Good afternoon. Tots, halakhp. Tots, halakhp. Good evening. Tots, gulawit. Tots, gulawit. Good night. Tots, tsikadin. Tots, tsikadin. The examples go beyond basic words to helping students have everyday conversations. Now the food is done. Wako hipt hinak is. Wako hipt hinak is. Let's all pray. Wako kiya namuye yauksih. Wako kiya namuye yauksih. Now let's eat. Wako kiya hipsih. Wako kiya hipsih. Thank you. I ate well and am full. Katsi yao yao. Tots hips got a collects. Cuts it out, yo. Tots hips got a collects. With lessons based on these skills, plus the CNAs, colors, numbers, and animals, students build a solid foundation in the language of their ancestors. But Namipu really comes alive for them when they study the heart of the monster. Mm-hmm.
In 2013, Sabata received her master's from the College of Education at the University of Idaho, where she focused on learning language through stories. As her final project, she created a play based on the heart of the monster story. Through spoken word and body language, along with translation, the production brings new life to the stories passed down by Nimipu people. Harold Crook is a professor at Lewis Clark State College. He was director of the original production of Heart of the Monster. Angel had the original idea to simply record a soundtrack and essentially have the actors lip sync while the play is taking place. The reason for that is because the language is so really, really difficult. I felt as we were rehearsing that it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't be vital. It wouldn't really speak to the crowd. And when you're doing a play, whatever you're doing needs to needs to be number one about the audience. These being my students, I, I looked at them and I thought, no, you guys can learn the lines, and if you do, it'll be just so fantastic. It'll just have a greater impact, and also I think have a greater impact on the actors because they'll be learning the lines, speaking as Coyote and as uh, the fox Tulipa. Beyond its cultural impact, Sabata hopes the play instills a deeper sense of understanding about who the Namipu are as individuals and as a people. This sentiment was captured in her closing remarks to the audience of one of the play's first performances. Wisdom sits in places, in the land, in the people, in the stories, and in the language. And we want to share with you just different aspects of our story, of our creation story, and how our people lived up to the story. And living up to the story, we want to instill in the Mamayats and the children, all all people, all Namibu, that we were created to be strong, powerful, intelligent people, Namibu, that we could look at our, our stories and really take those values A new level of learning begins for students beyond the stage and the classroom when they can visit the sacred site and see it for themselves. And so before we go there, of course, we prepare them and we show them the site, you know, and right now, you know, we have pictures, but also Google Earth is a, a good resource, you know. So when we get there to the actual site, they have already reviewed it. And, you know, we're going to go to Timnapa, you know, and so we go there and it's this, you know, the mound and that's where the heart place and that's where the monster, the rest of the monster is and his body, his, her, who knows what the monster was. The body parts are thrown different places, the liver's in a different place, but the, the heart's right there. And it's like this, this mound, mound and, um, but it's all fenced up. It's part of the Nespers National Historical Park. And they also have this kiosk where you push a button and you have an elder telling the story both in the language, and both in English. And I tell them to sit and listen to the Takas, the elder. When I teach and if I have recordings, I really do like them to try to listen to our elder speaking voices because although I teach them the language, our our elder speakers, they just have that really Nimipu sound.
and I try to sound like them, but I know it doesn't come through all the way as they they have just that richness of speaking Nimiputimt. And so then they listen to that, but I ask them to listen to some of the words. What are some of the words that we've gone through that you might be able to pull out, you know, from just only hearing it in the language? And so then after we do that, they they do say, well, I recognize this word and that word or this phrase, you know, and then, of course, that's for the younger group. If we if we did have more time, the older groups, they have more time, you know, that you can get more out of them at the site, you know, by maybe having them really recite a phrase, a long phrase, a difficult phrase from the story. And then, you know, then they hear it in English. In some respects, Sabata's story mirrors that of Coyote, who returned home to help his people and secured their heritage in the process. Her work is about helping students of today take the stories of the past and carry them into the future. And as she does so, she can't help but think of the young girl in the third grade many years ago whose heart was captured by the language of her ancestors, stoking a fire whose flame continues to burn today what we're teaching them now from the babies on up. It's those seeds are planted and planted more richly than what I received, but just that one seed was rich enough to, you know, keep me interested and always wanting more, wanted to be fed more of the magic seeds. This episode is a companion to the written series, The Learning Curve, which you'll find on the pages of Rural Light Magazine and at RuralLight.com. The series is a production of Pioneer Utility Resources with the generous and thoughtful support of the M.J. Murdoch Charitable Trust, helping community-focused organizations across the Pacific Northwest sustain their missions. Our show's producer is Stephen B. Smith. Our editor, Leon Espinoza. The series narrator is yours truly, Chastity Anderson. Our engineer is Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio. This episode was written by Stephen B. Smith and Victoria Hampton. It's based on the Rural Light Magazine story by Victoria Hampton. This episode contains copyrighted material courtesy of the Nespers Language Program. A special thanks to Angel Sabata for generously sharing content and materials. We hope this episode honors her work and the heritage of the Namipu people.